G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If you want to succeed spiritually, you must know and keep the Word of God. Coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out how vital it is to dig into our instruction manual for living the Christian life. God will speak to you through the Bible, but what should I do? I should meditate in it day and night, and you hide it in your heart. You memorize it. That's how you bring forth fruit in the spiritual life. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. When astronauts used to orbit the moon, there was a period of about 45 minutes when they were on the backside of the moon and couldn't receive any signals from NASA's mission control. Those were the longest 45 minutes of the mission. Well, believers often go through those periods of disconnection from the wisdom of God's Word. We're without that supernatural power and direction. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us reconnect to Scripture and see more success in our walk of faith. remember the day that Jesus Christ came into our life, right? It's, it's a big day. A day you don't forget. It was like we went from darkness to light. It's like we went from black and white to color. That's what it's like when you come to Christ. You go into this whole new world. Sin no longer is controlling you as it once did. Your addictions fell away. Your depression cleared. Your guilt was gone and there was an inward peace and a joy you did not previously have. And you opened up the Bible. And this is like the user's manual of life you'd been searching for. Here it is. I remember as a 17-year-old boy reading the Bible for the first time. And it spoke to me in my young life, and it still speaks to me now in my 40s, because, (laughs) plus a few more years. But it, it was relevant then, it's relevant now. And then, of course, prayer. What an amazing thing it was to pray. And know that there was a God in heaven who listened to our prayers and cared about what we were facing and would answer our prayers. Do you remember your first answered prayer? I remember mine. I was a brand new believer, 17 years old. I'd accepted Christ. And my grandmother found out, and I lived with her and my grandfather for a number of years when I was a little boy, and, and she said, Greg, I want to get you a brand new Bible, a nice leather Bible. Funny thing, that very day I prayed, Lord, I would like a nice leather Bible. I didn't have any money. I had this cheap paperback one. I wanted a proper Bible, you know, with ribbons and all the cool stuff that Bibles have. And that was my first answered prayer. So amazing. And I remember the first time I went to church, how life-changing it was for me to be in this environment of people of all ages, different cultures, different races, 
uh, men and women, young people, older people worshiping the Lord together. And this is what happens when we come to Christ and we say, man, I'm never gonna go back to that old life again. This is the way I'm going to live. And from this point on, it's, it's blue skies, singing birds, sunshine, butterflies, and maybe even a unicorn. I don't know, it's looking good. And then, inexplicably, you started having some issues. It was like you would take one step forward and you would take two steps back. And you found you were falling into the same sinful patterns again. In fact, if you were to describe it, you might liken it to wandering in a wilderness or being in a desert. Listen, that can change if you want it to. And that's what we're about to look at together because the book of Joshua is a story of the end of the wilderness wanderings of the Israelites as they enter into the promised land. And what happened for them can happen for you. Joshua chapter one, I'm reading verses one to four from the New Living Translation. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, King James calls him Moses' servant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead, therefore the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness to the south of the Lebanon mountains to the north, from the Euphrates rivers in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. We'll stop there. Are those not powerful words? So if you're taking notes, here's point number one. To succeed in the spiritual life, you must overcome fear and admit you need help. Let me say that again. To succeed in the spiritual life, you must overcome fear and admit you need help, and lots of it. Look at how many times God tells Joshua to have courage. Verse six, be strong and of good courage. Verse seven, only be strong and very courageous. Verse nine, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, don't be afraid. Why do you think the Lord said this so many times to Joshua? Probably because he was afraid. There are things that you're scared of. Are you afraid of something right now? Is something terrifying you? Maybe it's a job you've been asked to do. Maybe you're starting your family. Maybe you just got married. Maybe uh, there's some other thing that's frightening you right now. Remember what God said to Joshua. Joshua 1.5. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. And that's his word to him and it's his word to us. Point number two. The way to succeed in the spiritual life is to be consistent. Be consistent. Not just in the big things, but in the little things. Look at verse one. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, actually. That's new living. King James says, Moses' servant. Joshua was like the executive assistant to Moses. I don't think he realized that he was effectively being groomed to become the one that would lead the Israelites into the promised land. It probably all assumed Moses would do that. But in fact, God was raising up Joshua and he was a worthy successor to Moses. And it's just a reminder that 
God raises up new people. You know, people come and go on the stage. Our job is to be faithful in our generation. Acts 13, 36 says, after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors. After he had been faithful in his own generation, I have my generation and a new generation comes. One day you'll read, maybe in the paper or newsfeed, I don't know if it'll make the news, Greg Laurie died. Mm. Don't you believe a word of it. <laughs> At that moment I'll be more alive than I have ever been, right? But I'm a realist. I understand death will come. I'm kind of hoping the rapture will come first. Lord, are you listening? That, I prefer that. Mode of transportation, but whatever it is, my job is to serve the Lord faithfully in my generation. Then the Lord raises up another. That's what he always does. Some people think they're indispensable. Listen, graveyards are filled with indispensable people. So just serve God in your generation. It's great to have you join us today here on A New Beginning for Pastor Greg's message from our studies from the life of Joshua. It's called How to Live a Successful Christian Life. Let's continue. Okay, that brings me to our third and last point. If you want to succeed spiritually, you must know and keep the Word of God. Again, if you want to succeed spiritually, you must know and keep the Word of God. Look at Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. Underline that all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. What God said to Joshua was unprecedented historically. Up to this point when God spoke to people, he spoke audibly to them. God spoke audibly to Noah and told him to build the ark. God spoke audibly to Abraham and told him to leave for a distant land he had never been to before. God had spoken audibly to Moses through a burning bush. But now the Lord says, I'm gonna speak to you through the book. And that is how God speaks to us today. I'll be honest. When I talk to people that say, oh, God speaks to me all the time, I, I get a little suspicious. I'm not so sure. But I know this, he will speak to you through this book, right? Jesus said, lo, in the volume of the book I have come, it is written of me. God will speak to you through the Bible. But what should I do? I should meditate in it day and night. Meditate in it. Now what does that mean? When we use the word meditate biblically, we're not using it in the same way they might use it in Eastern religions. For them, to meditate is to empty one's mind and sit on a yoga mat wearing Lululemon clothes. I'm not sure what, but you know, that's not what we're doing. In the Bible, to meditate means to contemplate, to ponder, to consider these things. Another way to translate the word meditate is to mutter, <laughs> to mutter, or to speak aloud. Sometimes it helps to read the Bible out loud, because you know, you can read verses and it doesn't penetrate your brain. Someone might say, I read 10 chapters of the Bible today. Really? Wow. What were they about? I have no idea. <laughs> I'd rather read 10 verses with understanding than 10 chapters without it. So that's where meditation comes in. You think about it, you consider it, and you hide it in your heart. You memorize it. 
The Bible says, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. But that's not all. You have to observe all that is written in it. That's what the verse says. Observe all that is written in it. It's not for you to pick and choose what parts of the Bible you like and throw out the parts you don't understand or like. And some people do that. Well, I, I, I like the Bible. I like what God says about forgiveness and love and grace and peace. I'm not so sure about what the Bible says about sexuality. I mean, this is our choice and we can do what we want. It's my body. So if I'm pregnant and, and I want to terminate that pregnancy, my body, my choice, mm. I'm sorry, that's in contradiction to what the Bible says. The Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and that life begins at conception. That's another body now inside of your body that has the right to live. Well, I, I don't agree. Well, okay, you can say you don't agree, but you're going against what Scripture says. I'm just saying this. Oh, we talk about sex. Well, you know, I don't really like the restrictions of the Bible on sex. You know, I, I want to have premarital sex or extramarital sex. No, God created sex in marriage. The only place that he will bless it is in marriage. Anything outside of that is disobedience to him. Well, my God would not judge me. Well, you, I don't know who your God is, but he's not the God of the Bible. We don't pick and choose what parts of the Bible we like, like we're at some celestial salad bar. <laughs> Jesus said, you are my disciples if you do whatsoever I command you. And he says, and if you really love me, do what I tell you to do. So it's as simple as that. He gives us his word. We need the word. And by the way, you never outgrow this. There doesn't come a point where you say, well, I don't really need to read the Bible. I've read it so many times. Well, okay. And besides it, nothing ever changes in the Bible. That's one of the great things about the Bible. It doesn't change. I love that. <laughs> Unchanging truth in a constantly changing culture. I'm glad there's something I can believe in and trust in and live by. But haven't you found that certain verses of the Bible that you've read before come alive to you in a whole new way when you read them again? Depending on where you're at in life. So you read a Bible story when you're 18. It's different than when you're 68 or older or whatever it is. So that's why the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. And I can think of so many times I've been listening to someone preach and they'll say something and it's like, they wrote that just for me. Has that happened to you? Yes, Greg, not when you're preaching, but others, yes. <laughs> okay, it's all good. But God will speak to you through his word. This is the golden key of spiritual growth. This is a secret password that will unlock your spiritual life. You say, what is it again? Reading, studying, memorizing, meditating on and obeying all that the Bible says. Now I'll be honest with you. There are times I come to things in the Bible. It's not that I don't agree with them. I just don't like them. Example, forgiving someone that has hurt me. I don't want to forgive them. I want to get back at them. That's human nature, right? But the Bible tells me to forgive. Turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. Oh, really? But I have found that when I even do those things I'm uncomfortable with, I see the blessing that comes on my life as a result. So we need to trust God's word. So let's wrap this up. What have we learned together? Number one, we found the golden key of spiritual growth 
is hearing, receiving, and obeying the Word of God. Also, we discovered that we must overcome our fears and admit we need help and lots of it. And we also discovered we must be consistent in the spiritual life. Be faithful with what God has set before you. Be faithful in the small things and God will give you greater things to do. Be faithful with your finances. Be faithful in your marriage. Be faithful in your singleness. Faithfulness in whatever you do and you will find the blessing of God will come to you. But this all starts with a relationship with God. God loved us so much he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross and shed his blood for every one of us. And there is no person Christ cannot change. Every man needs Christ. Every woman needs Christ. Every person needs Jesus. He's here for everyone. And he shed his blood for us so we can come into this relationship with him. Those Israelites had to take that blood of the slain lamb and put it on their door. And we have to take that blood that Jesus shed for us and say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I turn from it and I invite you to come into my life to be my Savior and Lord. And I ask you in closing, have you done that yet? Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. You say, well, maybe I need to get a little religion. You don't need a little religion. You need a lot of Jesus. You need him to come into your life. So if you want Jesus to come into your life, pray a prayer with me right now. This is a prayer where you're asking Jesus to come into your life. Again, as I pray, just pray this out loud right where you are. Just pray it out loud. Pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my Savior and Lord, as my God and friend. Thank you for hearing this prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer for those making a change in their relationship with the Lord. And if you've just prayed that prayer with Pastor Greg and you meant those words that you just prayed, well, your sins have been forgiven and you're now a brand new child of God. And we'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Ask for a new believers growth pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, join us as we follow along with Moses as the Israelites move toward the promised land, only to be pursued by a powerful Egyptian army. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called How to Live a Successful Christian Life. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.